Welcome back to Postscript for season two of All Creatures Great and Small. Yes, welcome. Uh, So we had a nice little break to reset after we wrapped season one, which I hope all of our listeners love. Uh, I had a great Thanksgiving break. I got some time to like eat meatloaf and hang out with my favorite people. So that was really fun. Oh, good, good. Good. Um, my Thanksgiving was fun. I was able to see a lot of my family, which was good. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, my grandmother did pass away. <laughs> Rest in peace. She was a wonderful lady. But it was really good to see all of my family again. Like my aunt and uncle came up from South Carolina. We don't see them very often. Okay. So it was really nice to see all of them. A bittersweet. Then. A bittersweet. bittersweet. Yes. Yeah. A bittersweet yeah. couple days off. So um, let's just let's jump into this. What are you looking forward to finding out in season two? Well, as we left off with season one was all about Helen canceling her (laughs) wedding. And I was like, what? So I'm really interested to see, I mean, clearly when, I guess. (laughs) I would hope. I mean, it is a matter of time. Yeah, it's only a matter of time. It's clearly a matter of time. So, So, and I've been doing um, a decent job of staying away from any spoilers. So, I would just even though you're planning an event for season three, I am. And (laughs) somebody actually at our work said, "Oh, let's do like some trivia around it." And so they sent an email. And luckily, producer Allie is awesome, and she sent me a text. Sent us a text message. Don't look at it. Do not look at it. It provides spoilers, which was great. Well, some of it I had no idea either. So I'm not sure if some of season three is in there, or if I just like. Oh, did you look at it? Yeah, I did. Okay. I, I'm, it's possible I completely forgot things because I'm rewatching season two kind of with fresh eyes because okay. I rewatched the first episode and I was just like, oh, I forgot this happened. Yeah. Oh, I forgot about that. So this is kind of like I'm I'm a halfway fresh look right now. <laughs> That's good. Well, I was able to just kind of like I didn't look at the email and I, I just forwarded it to Helen and said, take care of Please this. Please take care of this. I will not look at this email. So it's unread and I just forwarded it to her. Okay. So it was good. So um, I'm looking forward to the romance between James and Helen, too. But remember, uh, Maggie came back in the Christmas episode. So I'm interested to see when Maggie comes back. I honestly don't remember if she is in season two. So that I'm looking forward to. And I'm interested to see how Siegfried's going to kind of let go of the reins a little bit because James has big ideas. As we we see in this episode, the new ideas are hatching in his brain, how mm-hmm. he can contribute. So, yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see how that goes. Um, so everyone listening just wanted to let you know, we're kind of switching things up this season. We're going to take a closer look throughout our show recap. And we want to know what you want to learn more about. Yeah. So tell us what comes to mind when you watch the show. Are you curious about the animals? Are you captivated by the scenery, intrigued by the filmmaking? Uh, send us your thoughts at postscript at WITF.org. That's P-O-S-T-S-C-R-I-P-T at W-I-T-F dot I spelled it out for you, Beth. That was a big thing <laughs> You did for a me. great job. <laughs> or P-S at W-I-T-F.org, which yes. is your usually. That's usual. My. <laughs> That's usually yours. And if you'd like to be featured on Postscript when we cover season three, send us a short video or voice note telling us why you love all creatures, great and small. Yeah, we're always excited to hear from you. All right, Christina, are you ready to dive into season two, episode one? I am. So the overall impression is that um, James is coming back to Darrowby. Uh, he proves himself to Siegfried Farnan again. And again, again, and again, and again. Me, I feel like that's like right, something It's, it's just a, a repeating theme. And uh, he might be rekindling something with Helen. So we'll mm-hmm. have to keep watching to find out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so the episode opens with James wrapping up 
a very fake cat's foot. <laughs> okay, you a, caught that? Yeah, it was so fake. <laughs> at a city vet clinic in Glasgow. And it shows off some of the uh, new technology that's available, like the x-ray machine. And I think the lady vet nurse, I don't know what her technical term is, but she seems to be flirting a little with James, which makes sense because he, yeah. he is dreamy. He's, you you right. called him a dreamboat I mean, in right. episode I, I one. I would flirt with him, too. Yeah. <laughs> Workplace romance. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, we find out that the doctor, well, the lead doctor, I guess, at this clinic is offering James a job in six months' time. Yeah. Um, um, I noticed that when he... Um, spoke with his mom and dad about it. Yeah. You could see their reactions. I don't know if you're going to touch on that yet. Uh, well, I didn't have it specifically jotted down, but I did notice that as well. Like yeah. his mom knows about this, this job offer, offer and she just assumes he's going to take it. She's so excited for mm-hmm. him to move back. But when his dad walks in, I mean, and James is obviously worried about how they're getting on because his dad's getting older and it's harder for him to work at the docks. His mom's picking up extra work. Uh, but when his dad walks in, he kind of looks at James kind of like, but you, I thought you were building a life for yourself in Derby. Mm-hmm. And so I thought it was interesting, the the parent uh, dynamics there at play. Yeah, it's funny. So I live two hours away from my parents and my, my mom's always like, when are you coming home? When are you coming home? <laughs> <laughs> my dad knows like we're building a decent life out here. So right. it's like, oh, I don't know. But well, two it's, hours it's is fun. Too terrible, it's not too bad. But no. my, my parents were kind of bummed when I moved uh, 45 minutes away. <laughs> so that's uh, relatable. <laughs> oh, and there's also that moment where James almost insults his mother's cooking. And oh my gosh, that was great. I was like, his oh, mom looked no, like through daggers with her eyes. Yeah. At him. <laughs> I thought that was real funny. Um, but yeah, so he's offered the job in six months' time because pets are the future of vet care. So that kind of comes back a little bit later. Um, Anyways, we wrap up. We kind of get to see James in his element. He's very metropolitan. He looks so comfortable. He has so many friends. Mm -hmm. Um, And we get hints of World War II starting in Europe. Yeah. The the, newspaper and Chamberlain, all of that. I don't know a whole lot about World War II, but I knew (laughs) Chamberlain was involved. (laughs) Yep. The the newspaper said uh, Britain and Italy signed a pact. Oh, right. That's what the big heading was on the bus when he sat down. So I looked and it's the Easter Accords that were signed. So we know like April 16th is where we're at. Right about there. Right right about there, yeah. Okay, so not just Easter, but specifically April. Yeah, April 16th, 1938. should probably add in there. Okay. I mean, it says at the beginning of the episode, too. Um, But anyways, his time in Glasgow is coming to an end. And so he's traveling back on the train to the Dales. The scenery's beautiful. Yes, yes. So I um, I looked into the train because I wanted to see where it was. I mean, they... They did a great job filming the landscape again. They always do. They always do. It's beautiful. And then, but the train more specifically going through Yorkshire. And I actually looked it up and there's a website. There's a website for it. There's a website for everything. (laughs) But there's a website called filmedinyorkshire.co.uk. Oh, interesting. Okay. Everything that's filmed in Yorkshire. kind of keep track of it. Exactly. And like all the different episodes, like not just episodes, but all the different shows or movies or anything that gets filmed in here. So this one, the train is called the North Yorkshire Moors Railway. And it's a heritage train line between Whitby and Pickering, a glorious throwback to the golden age of rail travel. It was first opened in 1836. Okay. And now it just carries the passengers on joy rides through the North York's Moors National Park. 
But it also moonlights as one of Yorkshire's most popular filming locations. Oh, nice. Okay. So most notably, it, it was in <laughs> yeah, it moonlights. I love it. It it uh, it moonlights in Downton Abbey, the Downton Abbey film, and. Harry Potter films. Oh, I know. Another Harry Potter link. I know. <laughs> Keep it up. I love it. I love it so much. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, but anyways, he's taking the train back. James always looks so happy looking at the scenery. Like, it feels like he's experiencing with us. So that's really nice, too. Mm-hmm. Um, Tristan picks him up, I, I guess, at the train station. And uh, we find out that Tristan ate part of James' Easter egg, which is my first clue that we were around Easter time. <laughs> yes, yes. And exactly what I would do as a person. I would eat some of the food or all of it and just act like it was never given to them. No, that's not chocolate. Oh, by the way, your Easter eggs in in this cabinet (laughs) uh, just got to it. (laughs) That was great. (laughs) Um, So uh, anyways, in the car, we find out that Mr. Benson's sheep is in labor and needs help. And Tristan and James meet Siegfried at the farm. Uh, I thought it was interesting that James handled the situation and Siegfried showed up after he's already started. But Siegfried has a lot to like comment on. Mm-hmm. Like James just got back into town. He immediately goes to work. He gets there before Siegfried does. And Siegfried's like micromanaging everything yeah. he does. Let me nitpick and this. B- Let me nitpick that. It. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But also uh, the farmer mentions James' tiny hands. Which yeah, I, I was like, <laughs> I have tiny hands, too. Sometimes they are helpful. <laughs> They are. Um, while James is trying to get this lamb born, uh, we meet Herbert the Lamb. Oh, and my gosh. He was so cute. I know, right? And I'll take him home. I know. I was I like, well, you him. got a pet lamb. I mean, a pet sheep now. I don't know if lambs and sheep are the same thing. They are. That's a okay. baby. <laughs> so um, we just have a pet lamb now. That's that's what I was thinking. Like, you I bottle think... feeding that thing. You're its mommy. Exactly. <laughs> You're the mom. But the farmer's like, sometimes you got to let nature run its course. Uh, But anyway, so James gently hands Herbert back to the farmer and gets this sheep to give birth. And it's all good. Uh, In the process, um, the farmer mentions that um, the lamb has been abandoned by its mother and it gets in the way. And um, there's a favorite, essentially. I guess the, the sheep had two two lambs. And there's one favorite and one was rejected. And Tristan mentions that that was a lot like his child. <laughs> and Siegfried says, you received the love you deserve, which was so rude. Like, <laughs> laughed out loud on that one. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> Their relationship is amazing. It's it's uh, They're a little bit mean to each other, which yeah. I dig, because that's like our love language at home is like we're, we're just a little bit mean to each other. That's yeah. how you know you're accepted. Exactly. A little sarcastic. <laughs> I love it. But uh, as they're leaving the farm after, you know, baby's born, everything's good. They see a small dog, which is the Aldersons, on the rock fence barking. Did you think like, oh, my gosh, I'm taking this dog home? Oh, my God. Because I want to take that dog home. Scruff is so cute. I know. (laughs) I was like, please, please. That's mine. Uh, They return to the clinic and we find out that Mrs. Halls secretly purchased a bag for Tristan on Siegfried's behalf. It's a surprise birthday gift for passing his exams. And Siegfried's very unhappy with Mrs. Hall because we we know Tristan didn't pass. Mm -hmm. Um, So this is also when Tristan and James received, well, I guess the next day uh, back at Skeldale House. Yeah. Tristan and James received the work list from Siegfried. Tristan gets an easier list than James and James suggests that maybe... You know, uh, Tristan get more work. Yeah, that was great. <laughs> Do you, did you catch the line that Siegfried said? I didn't. Okay, so I wrote it down because it was funny. 
Okay. And I was like, so to conquer the ziggurat of life, one must climb the first step. <laughs> so insightful. So, of course, I right. had to take a closer look what at that? what ziggurat means or ziggurat. <laughs> um, so it is actually a pyramid, pyramidal. How do you say that? Py- pyramid. It's a pyramid-shaped pyram- yeah. uh, building. Yeah. So pyramidal structure. stepped temple tower that is architectural and li- religious structure characteristic of the major cities of Mesopotamia from approximately 220 until 500 BCE. Okay. Uh, well, that was a lot of words. That word sounded vaguely <laughs> familiar, and it must have been from my, like, two art history classes that I take. Oh, that yeah. I took, I'm sorry. Yeah. Because I'm not taking take them, them right now. now. Oh, my like, gosh. No. <laughs> it would be too much. <laughs> I thought that was pretty cool. I just wanted to know. So it's kind of like, you know, you have to make something of yourself. You have to walk the steps yourself. You have to go up on your own. I, I'm not carrying you. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it was very like one I'm small step at a time. Feed you to the feed you to the wolves. Yeah, one <laughs> like one, one small step, step at a time. time. Yeah, exactly. Um, but anyways, James convinces Siegfried to assign a beak trimming to Tristan uh, because it's simple enough, and that's how our entire uh, show gets set up. Yep, I so, love it. Yeah, um, we're gonna take a real quick break, and so we'll be back in a jiffy. Yeah, that sounds great. Support for All Creatures Great and Small on Masterpiece is made possible locally by Pleasant View Communities and UPMC. So we're back. Yay! And we're going to take a trip to Benson's Farm. Uh, At Benson's Farm, this is one of the overarching storylines in the show. Uh, We're there first. To give mm-hmm. birth to a lamb. But then we have to return because all of his sheep he think are massacred in a field. I know. They're oh my gosh. Just sideways. Were you like super shocked? Because I went, <gasps> uh, yes. The first time I watched it, I was okay. like, oh no. I know. Uh, I very much like Especially <gasps> because uh, Benson is claiming that the neighbor's dog, which is the Alderson's dog, attacked the sheep. Little scruff. No, yeah, no he's scruff too wouldn't cute. do it. Uh, <laughs> so Benson ties the dog up in his shed. But it turns out the sheep are not dead. They're all alive and none of them are bitten. So Scruff did not attack these sheep. Mm-hmm. He chased them. And <laughs> oh, a lot. He chased them a lot. <laughs> he chased them a lot. And now the sheep have a calcium deficiency due to stress from being chased. And that's not great. But after administering treatment, calcium to all the sheeps, um, they're all back and ready to go. <laughs> they're fine. But one goes into labor and has a stillbirth. Mm-hmm. And um, Siegfried admits that, yeah, it could, that could have been brought on by the uh, chase, by the dog. Yeah, the stress and stuff. Right. Yeah. So Siegfried kind of rants to James about what needs to be done to the dog and tells James to go to the Aldersons to tell them about it. Mm-hmm. And so James is driving with Scruff on his lap to the Aldersons. Uh, I know. Yeah. I was like, Scruff. <laughs> it, um... Jenny is obviously upset because her dad wants to put the dog down right away. And I can't believe it. Like, like, we have to put him down. That was just it. Like, that was what they did, I guess. If dogs killed livestock, dogs I, didn't get to live. I um, mean, yeah. But it's just a puppy. I know. It's like a little puppy. Of course it doesn't know any better. Right. It doesn't have – like, they don't have sheep on their farm. Yeah, so – Exactly. So, like, yeah, my, they only my chick- have giant yeah, cows. Exactly. So, so the dog clearly is not going to mess with them. Like the cow's so much bigger. Right. Like my my neighbors well, have chickens. If my dog Jake goes through their yard, he's going to chase the chickens because they're smaller. Than exactly. Them. But because <laughs> they come into my yard more often now, when a chicken's out there in our yard plucking away and eating whatever like bugs, I guess from yeah. our grass. Thank yep, goodness, yeah, whatever. Get, get rid of the bugs. Yeah. You know, he doesn't really <laughs> chase them as much. Makes sense. Okay. 
So James agrees to help Jenny train the dog, but kind of does it in a secret way, mm-hmm. which doesn't go over well with Siegfried because he arrives at Skeldale House later to find this dog. And so he has James has to take the dog back. But they do train <laughs> they do tra- train Scruff. It's fine. Uh, but in order to train Scruff, they need to go back to the Benson's farm. Mm-hmm. And so Jenny is a real big person and actually apologizes for Scruff mm-hmm. to the farmer. That and was really cute. He said that's very, very brave of you, essentially. And he reluctantly agrees to let them train Scruff on his sheep, which yes. is very nice of him. It he is. He has a soft spot, clearly, uh, yeah. even though this dog caused him nothing but trouble. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but we also find out that the mother sheep who lost her lamb isn't doing well. Mm-hmm. And Tristan has a great idea, it turns out, uh, to give that mother sheep Herbert, who's been rejected by his own mother. So that's a great idea. That's super sweet. So Herbert's getting a second chance, too. Oh, that's so nice. Episodes all about second chances today. There's so many second chances. (laughs) So anyways, once they get permission to train Scruff uh, so he's better with sheep, they start with the male sheep, which I thought was smart so that they can't miscarry if they get startled. Mm -hmm. And um, we we see Tristan is eating Scruff's treats. Did you notice that? (laughs) I did. I thought that was great. Um, but Jenny isn't having much luck with Scruff. He keeps barking. And I can, like, feel her stress because this is her dog. She knows if the dog doesn't get trained and stop chasing sheep and killing off mm-hmm. the babies, that uh, this dog is going to die. Yeah. So I can feel her stress. James intervenes. He, ta- he you know, walk him away. You can still see the sheep. Just you need to calm down. Um, but this is when also Helen arrives. And she also apologizes for Scruff because... Uh, Benson did lose a, a lamb out of it. Um, mm-hmm. And this is when she finds out that James and Jenny are training Scruff. And she is very upset with James uh, for involving himself. I'm reading between the lines here. But he's involving himself in her family before she's ready for it. Yeah. She's harboring some hurt feelings, some guilt, some sadness over Hugh. Because obviously she was with Hugh for a long time. Yeah. And she cares for him. So she feels bad about it. Um, but. Well, Tristan, and be, well oh, sorry, but yeah, and, no, no, and, based, and based on what Jenny said in the car, remember, they had that whole conversation in the car with Tristan. Oh, yeah. And, the back and forth. With, yeah, with, with, yeah. With Tristan and um, James talking about what Jenny heard yes. when when Helen was cutting off, calling off the wedding. Right. Right. So. He knows this in the back of his head, you know. So like, Helen, like, and we know that like clearly Helen broke off the wedding, right? Because do you like someone else? Was was questioned? Yeah, Jen, Jenny didn't really say that that was the case. No, because but she got what whapped on the ear or something for her trouble. Yes, that was so funny. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyways. Um, yeah, I thought that exchange was really cute because Tristan mm-hmm. keeps needling her to go on, go on. And when James oh tries gosh. to, like, needle her, she's like, I thought you told me I wasn't supposed to be spying. Yeah. And then Tristan's but like, then Tristan's yes. like, no, no, no. Tell me yeah. more. <laughs> well, there's no harm in me knowing. Right. You, t- you can tell right. me. That's... Just don't tell <laughs> don't James. Don't tell James. He'll close his ears. He's just our driver. <laughs> <laughs> um, but during the training session, Tristan kind of sticks up for Helen I mean, Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, James, and says he's only doing what he thinks is right, even if it's not easy. Exactly. Which is just what Helen did. Yeah. So it ties it together. It does. Um, 
Helen explains that there's a, a way, quote unquote, for handling unruly dogs. But James kind of says killing a perfectly dog isn't right. Uh, he just made a mistake. We all make mistakes. Mm-hmm. Um, Allie pointed out that James seems to be comparing Helen to a dog here, which, <laughs> yes, I uh, didn't really pick that up. I think his intentions were good, but I can see that. That wasn't so great. Helen takes it in stride. She's fine with it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she kind of... Um, I think it was more of the the situation that they're yeah, both the, the in. They both they're had not, a mistake. They, they're not talking know. about the dog now. Exactly. They're really just talking <laughs> about her calling off the wedding. And like she made a better choice because instead of a, going into something without your full heart, you know, that's right. like a lifetime commitment, you know. Yeah. Everyone deserves a second chance. Exactly. You deserve one too, Helen. Yeah, you, you deserve, deserve to be too. happy even though you did this really hard thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so at the end of their exchange, Helen starts walking away and James is like, this is my moment. And he goes, I've missed you. And Helen looks back and she said, missed you too. And they smile at each other. And oh my gosh, was that not this cute? little moment. Oh, I loved and it. And it's so cute. Mm-hmm. Um, but as they're leaving, Benson forgives the dog and says, I reckon some good came from it after all because Herbert and the sheep are now bonded and mm-hmm. everyone's everyone is happy. So, Christina, yeah, do you have any of these stories of like, you know, keeping something from family? Because, <laughs> you know, after we're going to take a break soon. But after our break, we're going to bring right. up Tristan keeping something from Siegfried. Right. So uh, what's, <laughs> do you have any stories? I I do have. So I'm really bad at keeping secrets from specifically from my parents or like my sister. I'm not very good at it. So I just don't. And they know basically everything about my life like (laughs) literally everything but there is one confession that I don't think I've literally ever told all right here it comes Um, (laughs) when I was a child I played with fire once I lit a tissue on fire and obviously a tissue burns really fast and hot because it's kindling I panicked and I just started like flapping it around which is probably the worst oh thing gosh. you could possibly do because this thing is so <laughs> delicate but I got really lucky and like none of the fire dropped and like none of it caught anything else on fire the fire actually just went out and uh but yeah that's my story like I could have literally burned the house down oh like my I don't gosh. know what I would have done if a piece of that tissue would have dropped off as tissues do, and hit the carpet and set the carpet on fire. Like, I wouldn't have been able to hide it at that point. No, not at that point. Uh, so I'm sorry, Mom and Dad. <laughs> I almost set the house on fire. It was in our shared bedroom. And uh, if there is a burn mark on the carpet, that was probably me. A.K.A. And it I wasn't you. me. It wasn't me, I swear. I love you, and I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I love the confession on air right now. This is great. I love it. Thank you for sharing my that. My dad is definitely listening to these, as is my mom. So uh, this so is going to be great. Are you going to prep them beforehand? <laughs> no, I'm going to let them just ask me yes! about it, and then I'll know when they listen. <laughs> oh my gosh! Please tell me the reaction. Okay, this is going to be great. So I have, um, I actually have three yeah, fire have stories, but I'll okay. give you three. <laughs> three. <laughs> pyromaniacs. My, my family's all pyromaniacs. We love. I mean, we I love. love we love like bonfires and stuff. I we like throwing. Like, yeah. Yeah. Organized, contained fires are my jam now. Uh, but like. I have a, a burn pit in the backyard. Nice, I like throw okay. stuff on. But so one time I almost I actually kind of had a fire issue, too. So like our computer was always, you know, growing up in like the 2000s, like okay. my 90s baby. So like right. we had a computer, those early big 2000s, desktop, yep. 
fat, probably weighed like 30, 40 pounds. They were huge. <laughs> My parents had like this desk in the dining room where they could see the computer screen okay. to help monitor. Okay. Okay. So I'm That's facing good the parenting. Thing. Yeah. And then so the computer faced the wall and then the screen. So like I'm facing the wall. Right. Okay. And the screen's in front of me. And then my parents could see from like the living room, which was like attached. Okay. Right there. So they could see from the living room or whatever. If they're walking by, they could see it. Mm-hmm. And so this TV is behind me. My dad's sitting on the couch watching TV. Okay. Okay. So I'm sitting here and I want to get on the computer and there's newspaper on top of the computer keyboard. Okay. So I take the newspaper and just toss it on the table. The dining room table is right behind me. Okay. All right. And I'm typing and I'm like, ouch, ouch. And I'm like rubbing my left shoulder. Uh-huh. So I'm like, ouch. Like, why is this so like it's, so hot? It's like, warm. <laughs> why is my no. shoulder warm? This is bad. Look at producer Allie's face <laughs> right now. This is great. So why is it hot? And I turn around and I'm just like, oh, just a little fire. Just a little fire. And then I'm like typing away and then it clicks. And I'm like, oh, it's fire. Oh my gosh, it's a fire. And I turn around I'm like, fire, fire. <laughs> my dad like jumps off the couch and runs over and like puts it out. Like clearly I had no idea what to do at oh this my point gosh. in my life. You know, stop, drop, and roll did not like kick in. Right. I was well, just that panicking. also would not help. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so um, he put it out and apparently there was a candle on the table and oh, I dropped no. the newspaper, which is also kindling right, like tissue right. on top of it. Oh my gosh. Big fire. Oh my yep. gosh. I actually have a really funny story. Yeah. So I talked ahead. about how like my grandmother <laughs> passed last week. So, well, what we found through, we we're looking through all the albums and all the stuff. She has a newspaper clipping. Okay. Yeah. From, gosh, I want to say the 70s. Okay. Yeah. Because my dad. It's was yellow. Like, yeah. So it's old and it's in yeah. like, uh, you know, the the sleeves, the plastic sleeves and a binder. Okay. She she documented everything. Yeah. She's a very thoroughly thought out planned I woman. Love this it's stuff. amazing. Yeah. So we're looking through all of it and the newspaper clipping says, you know, her like my my family's name and stuff like that. And so right. it's about my family and how there was a fire in the house and the the police so she called the fire company to come out for this fire to the oh house gosh. and we're like oh my gosh and this is they bought their house they were the first owners of the house okay sold it like 52 years they stayed in the house i think okay. sold it after 52 years so they were the first owners so i'm like oh my gosh like what happened because the house is it was still, still there when, it was still like original when they sold it it was really cool but turns out my uncle put with the cousins and the dad like they put a blanket over top of the lamp oh no thinking that it would make it darker and this thing you know what i should read it i have a picture of it do you want me to read it yeah okay sure do we have time for that (laughs) yeah okay allie shook her head yes (laughs) so this is great so it says woman quells blanket fire do you see this picture like this is yeah it's there's the article a vintage article so okay hold on is it gonna just rotate stop flipping okay (laughs) Three fire trucks from oh the gosh. fire company sped to here's the address the, the address last night, <laughs> but the fire was out when they arrived. Oh, it flipped again. Okay. Sorry. This is real time. This is <laughs> Yeah. The homeowner said she called in the alarm when she smelled smoke and feared it was one of the chimney fires prevalent in that town recently. Oh, okay. Instead, it was a scorched blanket. <laughs> she said her three youngsters and two nephews had placed the blanket over a light bulb in quotes to see it get darker. Oh no. It did. It did. <laughs> <laughs> and then she said she extinguished the fire with a pail of water. 
Oh my gosh. Do you love that one? <laughs> two two it words. Did. It did. That's why I had to read it. That was hilarious. I was like crying of laughter oh my over gosh. this. That is, so, that is, it's not funny. In the moment, it probably wasn't funny. Oh, it was but probably now terrifying. It's very funny. But like the stories I hear did. from my dad and uncle putting this, like my grandmother through, oh my gosh, it was awful. But that was just that was one, one that I was that like, was I need to instance. cry over this. It's so funny. It was great. Thanks oh for letting God. me share that. No, that's so amazing. I hope our listeners are okay with that. And my father. <laughs> he was a child. It's fine. Nothing that you do when you're a kid really matters once yeah. you're an adult. Yeah, that's true. Oh, it was great that that was in the in the newspaper, though. So do you have any other fire stories to share? Or should we take a quick break now? We can take a quick break. Okay. I don't think anybody needs to know about my, our pyromania right. background. Oh, we'll be right back. <laughs> Support for All Creatures Great and Small on Masterpiece is made possible locally by Pleasant View Communities and UPMC. Welcome back, everyone. Christina, can you give us a rundown on what's next? (laughs) Tristan's solo assignment. I love it. Throughout this whole episode, Tristan was put in charge, as we heard at the beginning, of trimming a bird's beak. Uh, so the bird's owner is Mrs. Tompkins, and she's basically blind. And Peter, the bird, keeps her company through the flapping of his wings. It's so cute. <laughs> we find out that the bird does not sing because she thinks it's lazy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. Uh, so Tristan's there, and uh, he grabs the bird to examine it, and it freezes and dies in his hand. And I just love his reaction. His reaction is just to say, Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> it was so weird. Like the, I like didn't catch it at first. Right. I was like, "Why is he upset?" And he's like, yeah, using he's his like, thumb to push on it. Yeah, it's like uh, I heard the clicking of the the clock. Okay. Like I could hear the ticking. Right. And I was, was like, completely What's... silent. That was the point of that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No flapping of his wings. He's completely silent. Um, yeah. So it freezes. It dies. He says, "Oh God." And he claims he has to take the bird back to the clinic uh, for a more clinical setting where he has more tools. (laughs) (laughs) So when he gets back to the um, clinical setting, Mrs. Hall finds him with the dead bird. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And Tristan, she, she says something about the power of resurrection. Yes. This is around Christmas, uh, yeah, Christmas, Easter time. Mm-hmm. And uh, Tristan gets the idea. She, he basically says, you're a genius of replacing this bird uh, through the power of resurrection. And he throws the dead bird into a drawer, which, I mean, how that I, set up, how he thought that was going to work, I don't, I don't know. know. And, like, uh, <laughs> not even, like, a drawer that's not used. Like, it, it's in the exam room. Right. It's a drawer it's that's like, heavily used. With the tools. Like, it's Siegfried is in that drawer all the time. It makes so no sense James, to throw it there. But he throws his bird into a drawer. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Tristan starts calling around to different shops to find a replacement budgie. Ooh, budgie. budgie. I did a closer look on that because <laughs> I was like, budgie, what's that? It's short for, oh my gosh, I'm never going to be able to say this. Say. Yeah. Budgerigar. Budgerigard? Budgerigar. Yeah. Okay. And then it's also Something known like as just like a common parakeet. So okay. Common parakeet is good. I'll take parakeet. Budgie, budgie is also easy. Budgie's That's cuter. probably why they called it a budgie. <laughs> Likely. So budgerigar. That's how you say it. <laughs> um, but Tristan's almost found out because when Siegfried returns to the office, he sees this birdcage and he's like, what is this? And uh, Tristan's like, oh, I brought it back. And he... 
he says he noticed some mange, I think it was. He noticed some mange on the bird. He wanted to give it a closer look. Mm -hmm. And Siegfried's like, well, I can take a closer look. And Tristan's like, no. And (laughs) and Siegfried's just like, why is he so quiet? And Tristan uh, just shoots back. He's sleeping. And they both just stare at each other for the longest time. Like Siegfried senses that Tristan is lying. Mm -hmm. But... Siegfried's also a liar. Yeah. So, like, what right does he have to necessarily call him out? Exactly. And he's supposed to be trusting Tristan. So they just stare down and Siegfried's like, okay. And they move on with their day. Yep. (laughs) Um, But Tristan is successful in finding a replacement bird, except, Mrs. Hall notices, the replacement bird is not the same color. Also, the replacement bird sings. <laughs> Side note, so, it sings and in, it didn't before because right. it was too lazy. Right. It was too lazy. Yeah. So we went from a green bird to a blue bird, but it doesn't really matter because Mrs. Tompkin is blind. Yeah. Tristan says <laughs> she is, won't care. She can't see him. That is he notices. Like, <laughs> she just listens to his flaps. <laughs> um, anyways, this is also when Siegfried finds the bird in the drawer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> which is awkward, and finds out that Tristan bought a replacement bird. And um, this is also when Mrs. Hall finds out or uncovers that Tristan did not pass his exams, which is a secret that Siegfried has been keeping since mm-hmm. Christmas time. So this is months later. Yep. And wait, Siegfried's middle name is Donald. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> uh, Siegfried yeah, she, Donald Farnan. <laughs> she, I have one here. Mrs. Hall uses Siegfried's middle name. I love it. <laughs> um, but she lies and says that the school called to see if Tristan was coming back in the fall. And uh, it turns out the school did not call. But she played a good She played yeah, a good hand on that Siegfried, one. She got him. Siegfried she got him just was trying to turn it around on her like, Mrs. Hall, I thought you, what did he say? What does the seventh uh, commandment ten, yeah. say? And she's like, do not adulterer or something like that. <laughs> he uh, was like, I thought you had more integrity than this. Right. She's yeah. like, are you kidding me? Yeah. <laughs> no, you're the liar. You're not turning this around exactly. on me. <laughs> so um, Siegfried also confesses that he kept this hidden because he wanted to maintain his relationship with Tristan. Mm-hmm. And uh, Mrs. Hall insists that Siegfried give Tristan the birthday gift, the birthday yeah, the bag. bag, just, just yeah. because. Uh, <laughs> so anyways, Mrs. Tompkin arrives at the clinic while um, Tristan's not there. Yeah, so it's just Siegfried and... It's Siegfried and Mrs. Hall. Mrs. Hall. Both of them feel very uncomfortable with lying to Mrs. Tom- Tompkin. And um, Mrs. Tompkin again explains why <laughs> the bird means so much to her. And it was so cute. That, like... Yeah, Mrs. Hall and yeah. Siegfried are just like, oh, gosh. Like, I think they understood why Tristan was doing this thing that he shouldn't have been doing, but he was doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she hears the bird singing and she says, I can't. That can't be Peter. He's never sang. And um, Mrs. Hall, kind of, well, Mrs. Hall and Siegfried both cover for Trist. So yeah, because Mrs. Hall starts with saying, uh, no, yes, that, that, is flap, that flapping is Peter. Yes. She's like, oh, is that like, oh, is my bird here? And she hears the flapping. Right. Mrs. Hall's like. Well, she okay, hears I'm going to lie. She goes, that's not my Peter. And yeah. Mrs. Hall kind of goes, oh, well, that is your yeah. Peter. And um, Siegfried goes on to say that he couldn't sing before because his beak was too long. <laughs> and trimming his beak has allowed him to find his voice again. I love it. Uh, Siegfried. And, and Mrs. Tompkin ends with, it's like he's a different bird. Thank you so much. <laughs> he is a different he bird. He is a different bird. <laughs> so that's Little do joke. you know. 
uh, no birds were harmed in the making of the show, I am sure. So we are allowed to laugh at this little silly story of Tristan yeah. getting himself into and out of trouble with the help of his his uh, brother and Mrs. Hall. Exactly. Um, so that brings us to our closings, which is um, Helen and Jenny on their walk back from um, the Benson's farm. Mm-hmm are debriefing about the day and they kind of talk about James mm-hmm. and Helen agrees that she'll stick up for Scruff so that like her dad doesn't do anything terrible to this dog yeah. and Jenny tries to get Helen to ask more questions about her conversation with James. We find out that Jenny thinks James is a dreamboat <laughs> and at first Helen's like, you're too young to be thinking about these things, but you're not wrong. They agree. Yes. Very cute. Mm-hmm. And then we flash back to Tristan and James at the pub. Um, Siegfried comes in. James demands that Siegfried starts to trust him more to add something to the practice, which is why he hired him. Siegfried begrudgingly agrees. As always. Begrudgingly <laughs> is the key yes. word there. Um, and Siegfried tells Tristan that Miss Tompkin was happy to be reunited with Peter. Uh, we get to see Tristan chug chug down a beer because it's time now to go eat at the big family table with the copious amounts of food cooked by Mrs. Hall. As always. And they're all happy to have James home. Tristan is just like going out. He's chowing down like always. And they end with it's not the mountain we conquer, but ourselves, which is an overriding theme as well. Yeah. <laughs> This was a really good episode. It was. It was a fun episode. Yeah. And the the whole theme of, you know, second chances and, you know, the, the For little. For everybody. The, exactly. And exactly. that cute little scruff. Like, oh my he gosh. gets re- redeemed in the end, which mm-hmm. is nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I really like this episode. And I'm so relieved that Jenny and James were able to train scruff because he's just so cute. I know. <laughs> and especially that little. Uh, I miss you between James and Helen. I'm excited to look at where that goes next. Right. They're starting real gentle, Mm -hmm. real slow. It's cute. Yeah. Yeah. It was really cute. Yeah. So um, thanks for listening to Postscripts from WITF. We're excited to be back with talking all things, all creatures, great and small. That's right. Remember to share your afterthoughts with us at postscript at WITF.org or PS at WITF.org. We'd love to take a closer look and engage with you on the upcoming episodes. This podcast was produced by Ali Amaros for WITF. I'm Christina Ziders. And I'm Beth Capello. We'll catch you next time for episode two. See ya. We'd like to thank Pleasant View Communities and UPMC for supporting all creatures great and small on WITF. Thank you.